Previously on the No Mercy Podcast. Jess and Ralric are at dinner with Unkin and King Shadowstep. Shadowstep asks to hold Tyrvanus and decides to hold on to the bow for safekeeping, seemingly attuning to the weapon. Shadowstep continues to question Ralric before taking his leave. Unkin asks others at the table to leave so that he can speak alone to Ralric and Chest. Unkin speaks with Ralric about the Divine Linked. He then makes a request. If you survive, I could maybe use your help finding the cause of a recent event. What is really going on with who is attacking Elftown? I am a little bit too obvious and a little bit too prominent to be going in investigating on my own. When you are in Pesopt again, I don't know when, but I won't be back for at least another few days. You may find me at the top of the Unkin Memorial Library, here, and he um, starts to send the two other objects uh, start coming across the table towards you, Mm -hmm. and one seems to be a note of some kind, Okay. and he kind of sends that more towards Ralric. Okay. (laughs) Probably a good idea. And also a second object, it looks like a a red key, is also going over towards Ralric. And he kind of motions to the red key that also lands in your hand. And he says, I do hear that there is an individual that may not be telling the truth. Mm -hmm. And this may help you figure that whole situation out. Okay. Ralric and Chest head down to the cells where they are staying. Chest decides to make a distraction so that Ralric can sneak up to talk to Nicholas Bumblesnatch, his accuser. Chess tries to distract him by hitting himself. He then remembers Kord's word. Yeah. Um, and you hear, adapt. He would maybe sort of be like, I, I, I'm adapting. I'm, this is what it is. Okay. I'm, this is what I'm doing. I'm adapting. And he's going to be like, all right, I, I need I need some blood. And he's going to like, essentially just go, like sort of close his eyes and try to do a headbutt. Like to hit his nose on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to break his nose because he knows noses bleed a lot. So as you do this final blow, kind of hear like this large crack. Yeah. One because you just broke your nose. The blood starts to come out of your nose and starts to drip and go along the floor, and you hear this large crack and almost like a booming sound. And you kind of quickly step back and you look at the wall and you see that lightning streaks are going down along the sides of this tree and then they're going all the way up kind of towards the end of the hall towards each end of the hall the guard is distracted allowing Ralric to sneak past the guard upstairs towards a room where Bumblesnatch is seemingly staying now let's jump into this episode of the No Mercy Podcast No Mercy No Lacking in the smarts, the clerk does the touchy feel like groby healing arts. A broken hearted ranger with a dragon flying bow and a sweet singing gnome who tackles every foe with no mercy. No mercy, no, no, no mercy. No, no 
Alright, so I think where we'll actually pick up is we'll do a very slight, you know, reverse back in time retcon. So we're going to go back to when Ralric was in the waiting room because last time with Ben and Claire, Funky had sent a message to Ralric and Ralric couldn't really respond because, you know, he wasn't there. He wasn't there. So we did it through me messaging Tom. And so we'll just kind of play that out real quick okay? in real time. So this is what Funky had first sent to Tom while Tom was in the room. Hey, Robert. It's, it's Funky Thodrin. We, we made it to Pesop. Uh, we saw Josephine. Stefan's here. And we're going to go figure some stuff out. Uh, and then Ralark or Tom, through the messaging, had responded with, Okay... We're doing fine. Chest headbutted a tree. We have a bumble snatch problem to deal with. And then they responded with... What the fuck's a bumble snatch? <laughs> is it what I hope it is? Uh, Pip loves you. We miss you. Uh, I hope there's beer in Elf Town. Bumble, bumble snatch is fun. Alright, and then Ralark had responded with, It's not remotely what you'd hope it is. I love you both. Chest and I will be fine. So from there, Ralric had opened the door. He walked into the room. I believe he said, Nicholas Bumblesnatch, something along those lines. And Nicholas Bumblesnatch replied with, Ralric Grimes, what in the hell are you doing here? And that's where we ended last time. With Chess currently, uh, Chess currently downstairs, having just headbutted the wall sent kind of burnt the tree a bit you know lightning streaks down the down both sides of the tree from where he hit he had sent the guard upstairs which cleared the path for Ralric to come up here and so Chess is kind of downstairs waiting for the guard and whomever he grabs to return while you are upstairs uh, just opening the door and now you see Nicholas Bumblesnatch sitting on the bed for the first time looking up at you this is the first time he's ever sat on a bed <laughs> first time you've seen him sitting on a bed <laughs> Are we starting off with Relic? Yeah. Okay. Won't be the last if I have anything to do with it. <laughs> you gonna sleep with him? <laughs> I, don't know, I mean, I really don't want to go to jail, so... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it takes. And that's kind of the default for going to jail. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's like prepayment. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, hey, hey, Nicholas. How's it going? What are you doing in my womb? Well, I, I didn't know it was your room. Um, I was just coming up here to look around and see what was going on. My friend and I were kind of locked up downstairs. How did you get in here? I locked the door. Um, I was given a key. So you just walking around, <laughs> opening doors, whichever you find keys for? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had to try the key, so... <laughs> I worked on this door, and here you are. I feel like... Okay, now you know you should probably go. Well, I mean, I think there's a little bit of fate here, right? Why would I be given a key directly to your room if we weren't supposed to talk to each other? Because you probably know I'm a witness for your crimes against humanity. Mm, I had heard that you were going to be involved. Um, and what are these crimes against humanity exactly? 
I saw you riding the dragon, mm-hmm. Towermite, uh, and shooting uh, down on the innocent people of Elftown. Mm-hmm. You did see that, huh? Are you sure? Uh-huh. What, what, how do you know it was me? Uh, cause it looked like a big old jackass. Mm-hmm. You look like a big old jackass. Now, can you think of anyone else that looks like a big old jackass? Not as big of a one as you. Are you sure? Okay. Cause I, I know one. I know a few from Elftown, but I know one in particular. Rhymes with Lobby Schmoonier. <laughs> wow, Wick Junior. Have you talked to Bobby Senior lately? And he, you see him kind of like start to get fed up, and he starts looking around the room, just kind of darting his eyes, and he just goes, "Gout, gout." No, 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 no need for that. All right, why don't we, Nicholas? Why don't we back up? Let's back up. How about we talk about the past a little bit, if that's okay with you? Oh, I remember with queerest day. And you kind of get a quick flashback, and he kind of retells the story a little bit of you in the past. And you're basically walking down this road. You have a couple of your friends beside you. You see uh, up ahead is the shooting range where you typically were to go practice for hunting and archery and just hone your entire craft. There's a large wooden railing with uh, some basically put together wooden covering and then there are are different targets down 50, 100, 150 meters away. And you see in one of the stalls currently standing there is Nicholas, but also Annalise. And you see see them, they're kind of laughing and joking. And you kind of march up to them and say hello to Annalise, give her your greetings, just try to be as charming as you can be. And you ask her if you could just talk to Nicholas for a moment before you go off on this date that you're supposed to have with each other. And she kind of goes off, walks away, you know, 100, 200 meters, and you're left there with Nicholas. And you more or less start kind of berating him, telling him he's short, he's nothing, he shouldn't be talking to someone like Annalise. As he protests and protests, he he says things like, But she's my only friend. I don't don't want to take her anything, I just want to be friends. And your kind of cronies kind of circle around him until he backs down and backs off. And he kind of leaves, gives a very curt goodbye to Annalise, you walk off with Annalise, and those buddies that you you came up with start to follow in the direction of where Nicholas went. And then you kind of think that you never really saw much again, except maybe in the different training grounds, you know, brushing him out of the way, just making sure he knew his place. And then he kind of snapped back to present day in the room. Wow, you're a real dick. Man, that sounds accurate. <laughs> uh, so, are we playing it like he just told me that whole story he he or am i remembering it myself it's a little bit of both he gave less description yeah but you kind of played it out more gotcha it's all coming back to me all right so nicholas i i'm gonna have to start off by saying i'm sorry it's probably not enough right now but i'm a different person now and i've it's been what 50 years 
since then, maybe more. So I've had a lot of time to think and, and grow and I was very immature at the time and only thinking of myself and what I wanted and I should not have treated you like you were less just because you were small because that really doesn't matter at all in the grand scheme of things and you never did anything to hurt me and you definitely didn't deserve to be treated badly so for that I'm truly sorry and more importantly sorry for taking away a friend of yours and Annalise give a persuasion check oh god my persuasion is terrible four (laughs) so you kind of start to spill this spill your heart out a little bit and you see that his eyes just narrow and almost as if he's listening less and less as you speak and after you're done he just says two minutes of apology doesn't change years and years of torment no of course not i understand that but i just this is how i want to start it i mean this this could be the the bud of a beautiful blossoming friendship this is me extending the olive branch you're in a very precarious situation to be extending an olive branch i'd have to say sure yep precarious indeed how convenient for you the only time that you come to see me to apologize is when you're potentially going to jail for the rest of your life yeah well i mean it's also the first time we've seen each other since then and you may or may not know that i've been away from elf town for a very long time especially after what happened with my family so there's been a lot of a lot of trauma and a lot of hiding and healing for me so i haven't really had the opportunity to even see you to apologize well how do i know that i can trust you well we're just gonna have to take it one step at a time i suppose is there something i could do for you first or anything you'd like to know were you what is your favorite memory of anois oh so many i mean the Honestly, the the best was just watching her be a mom and playing with the baby and just helping him grow, teaching him things. She was a very kind person. So just watching her be truly kind, uh, like she was with you. Uh, give another persuasion check. Seven. <laughs> Well, that's all fine and dandy, but someone else promised me something. They promised that they could bring her back to life, just like they did your boy. Uh-huh. And then I would have a fun again. Bring her back to life just like she was before? Because I have an idea of what bringing something back to life means, and I don't think it's what you're expecting. I've, I've met Bobby Jr., you have yes I had to see him for my very own eyes if I were to agree to do something like this and I didn't know him that well only when you went out hunting sometimes I'd see him around he was a nice kid and he seemed like the same old boy just was kind of like not all all alive but not all dead either 
He seemed like the same old boy, just <laughs> not alive. <laughs> just with less less life. Just, yeah. <laughs> so, Nicholas, uh, back, back up. The person out, he's still signed, shown to his, his, uh, his deadness. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Can he, did you actually talk to him? Uh, very briefly, but he wasn't, like, trying to eat me. He was just... I don't know, have you heard of these creatures before? He called them an in-between when he told me, or showed me. An in-between. So, perhaps somewhere in-between actually alive and actually dead. Yup! Mm-hmm. So, not actually alive. But not actually dead, evil. Fair enough. Just a reminder that the hero couldn't remember anything about his past life. Mm-hmm. That's Tom's memory speaking. Sorry, hold on. Hey, Tom, that's your memory. <laughs> you don't sound like my last memory. <laughs> that was Claire's memory. Um, was the hero an in-between? Yeah, all right. That makes more sense now. So, Nicholas, do you think that Annalise being an in-between would be enough? I think so. I've seen, you know... Your boy didn't really seem to remember anything. Yeah. But well, I've, I happen to know, thanks to my amazing memory, that in-betweens don't remember their past lives. So that would mean... Now, I understand this is exciting, because if somebody told me they could bring her back to life, I'd be jumping for joy. But I know that's not possible. And if it's only going to be brought to this in-between state she's not going to remember me and she's not going to remember you so it's really just kind of an animated corpse that looks like somebody we used to love but their personality stills still there so we can meet each other all over again maybe how did you meet it was back in school i sat in the back of the classroom and that was so that people couldn't throw stuff at the back of my head because i got a my voice sounds a bit different, and then people don't like it, so they throw. No, it doesn't. No, it's fine. Oh, but don't bullshit me. Jesus Christ. I sound crazy. Well, at least I think so. But anyway, she was real nice to me. She sat back there with me when nobody else would, and she made sure that people couldn't throw shit at my head. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes it was actual shit. It was pretty bad. Oh, God. Like, flaming poo. I don't know why they brought it into a classroom, but... <laughs> uh, now, um, since she was so caring, we, you know, we both know that, and kind and honest, um, how do you think she'd feel about you perpetuating a lie that would cause someone else great harm? Uh, give one last persuasion check. Come on, baby. Ten. And you suck it. <laughs> well, my I have a negative modifier <laughs> yeah. on my persuasion, which makes perfect sense. Yep, yep. I think this is something I'm going to have to think on a little bit. I don't think I can give you an answer right now. That's okay. You, you don't... But I really don't think you should be here. You don't have to. Just, just think about who's making this promise to you, because he is very untrustworthy. And we'll double-cross pretty much anybody for personal gain. 
You and I both know that was Bobby Sr. up on that dragon with my bow. You don't have to admit it. You don't have to say it out loud, but we both know that. Um, and he kind of dips his head a bit. And we will now switch over to chest. So you're standing downstairs. The guard had just run off. Run off. Mm-hmm. Basically walking out of the cell area to your left is the stairs where he ran off. Mm-hmm. To the right is the stairs where Ralric went up. And ahead is the center point where you had headbutted the wall. Okay. Um, Chest is still kind of reeling from what happened because he really didn't expect anything except a regular type headbutt. So he's kind of like, there's, I guess, blood dripping down from his nose. And he's kind of just staring at this burn mark on the wall. Can I look at it really closely and just... Does anything jump out to me about it? Uh, give a investigation check. Okay. That's a solid two. Uh, Tom and I are really good at dice today. Crushing it. No, nothing really jumps out, but you kind of marvel at where the center of where your head hit. Yeah. Like if your head was currently touching the wall and someone kind of traced around it. Yeah. There's these large black marks and they start to fray out into zigzags. Okay. And start to trail off until they fade to nothing. Um, chest, chest is gonna like, you know, feel his head and check for any like burn marks on, like his, they're burned. Did his head get burned? Is he now Harry Potter and he has lightning on his forehead? Uh, do a medicine check. Medicine. Okay. Where is medicine zero? So twelve. Like you kind of rub your head and you take your hands off and you see that there's a little bit of soot mm-hmm. on your your fingers but no blood or anything seemed to come off okay so chest is going to kind of you know shake his head and be like okay i will ask um the smart folks about this a little bit later because i'm sure they know what this was in the meantime chest is just going to get out like a rag and kind of put it on his nose and start, you know, kind of cleaning himself up a little bit, but he wants to still be able to sell this. So, and then he's going to kind of look around and head down the hallway towards where the the guard went. And, uh, but not like running or anything. He's just kind of slowly walking. Just his goal is to make sure that if, if someone is coming back, that he can buy time far away from the door from, you know, where, where Ralark is. Okay. So eventually after, couple minutes about a line of about five guards kind of hustled down the staircase okay just sees them coming and he's like fellas what what kind of prison is this that you got people running around attacking other people uh so you said they went which direction up up the stairs we just came down the uh the the guard is asking me that yeah they came down the non-rallic stairs yeah uh the guard is like, I or sorry, Chest is like, yeah, I, I guess so. I didn't get a good look at really much of anything. I just saw it was all kind of a blur. There's a there's a big old mark on the tree now too. And I was like, is there still light? Like at this point in the hallway, are there still marks on the tree? Yep, it's it looks almost like it's burned into the tree. Yeah, Chest is kind of like motioning towards it, and he's like, is this tree trying to kill me? Like, look, there's burn marks everywhere. And you see 
one kind of stand up front looks to be a bit more senior than the others, has a bit of a mm-hmm. crooked nose and very narrow gray eyes, mm-hmm. uh, looking at you over his mustache and kind of peers and uh, give a deception check. Okay. Deception is plus one. That is a 14. All right. He twirls kind of the end of his mustache a little bit and he says, You two. Go up, see if you find anybody who's been waiting around. How tall was this person? Can you give us any details? Just kind of shrugs. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry. I just, like, it came out of nowhere. I didn't really see anything. All of a sudden, like, all of a sudden, my, 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 I was slammed into the wall, and, and I didn't get a look, really, other than I saw some motion move up, like, sort of head up towards these stairs. And he kind of just... Puts his hand up to cut you off, and yeah, we're not going to waste any time. You two, go up, follow them, or go up the stairs. Any suspicious characters, anybody, take them, question them. You two, points to the other two that came down with him, kind of does a head nod towards the lightning, you know, the scars in the tree. Yeah, and he says to the two, "Go get King Shadow Step. He needs <laughs> to see this." Chest is like, it's sort of like, oh god, I'm, I'm in too deep. <laughs> Chest is like, so Chest responds and hears him say that, and he's like, he's like, oh, I don't want to bother the king. I like, sir, I he he already gave me a nice dinner, and I really don't want to to bother him. Um, and then it's your mid sentence, he's just signaling the two, and all four kind of head up back up the same set of stairs with their own directions chess is just like ah okay um right so maybe we should go find somewhere do you mind if we find somewhere to sit down i'm kind of uh, a little lightheaded sure sure why don't you any motions over to the steps that they came up the the Ralric steps so that it's away from the uh you know they wouldn't be in the way of people coming down um just kind of looks over that way and then looks sort of back at him and is just like yeah yeah okay and starts walking up the steps that he came from not the ones that Relic's on okay trying to look like a little bit you know um out of it give another deception check maybe like maybe some sort of performance that he's putting on you know uh uh sure yes well <laughs> Okay, that's a 10 total. Okay. <laughs> Not great. So he kind of... Plus four. <laughs> squints at you a little bit too, again, and he says, all right, go sit over there. And he heads off to the other staircase and kind of stands by it. Like the one that he originally came from, not Relics? Here, so he, he said you could go to the non-Relic staircase, and he went to the other one. He went to the other one? Yeah. Um, as he's heading off, chest sort of, um, like beckons, he sort of says over to him, he's like, Hey, uh, Mr. Guard, I didn't catch, catch your name. What's your, uh, your name, sir? Don't worry about it. And he just continues to slowly walk up the steps. Um, like up the steps towards the, towards Raleigh's door? Or, yeah, towards that hallway. Um, okay. Uh... And Chess is like, uh, I just want to make sure to tell the king, like, tell the king who helped me out and 
make sure to give appropriate thanks. He just keeps going up the stairs. Okay. Um, Chest is like sort of panicking at this point and he's looking around and he... uh, So is anyone around at this point? Just like the bottom of his feet that you can see at the top of the staircase. But all the other guards left? Yeah. Okay. Chest kind of panics and he's like, uh, well, here goes nothing. And he, he just yells like, like, ah, and slams his head into the wall again. He's hoping <laughs> some, something useful is going to happen here. Do you just like a strength roll? Strength roll. Okay. That's a, uh, 14. Okay. You, your head hits the wall. He comes back downstairs and he looks at you kind of like is this just a normal headbutt yes okay no no uh, no exciting fireworks for this one no and uh do i have any like new like, did i break anything else open or get any other cuts your blood started gushing the blood from your nose started gushing a bit more okay uh, well hopefully like so after he hits the wall, then he's going to, like, kind of collapse down to a knee with his hand over his nose. Excuse me, sir. Please, go sit off to the side here. Just chill out. Relax. Chess is like, so, it's like some, he's like, something else? Just, like, he takes his hand away to show all the blood coming out. And he's like, he's like, something just ran by or something. I don't fucking know. This place is scary. Give a... Deception check. Um, that is a actually a good roll. What is my deception again? I just was looking at it. Plus one, so that's a mod twenty. So he comes down to the bottom of the stairs, and he walks a bit over to you, over to you, but he just tells you to sit against the side, and he's just kind of staring, standing there, taking out a spear, just kind of waiting. Okay, just as. Chest is kind of like stumbling up the stairs, trying to draw him away from Relic, and it's like, I think, like, I think I saw something go this way. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this guy. And Chest, I don't think Chest has his weapons with him, but he, let's see, there's probably nothing around that he can grab. So yeah, Chest, he doesn't have a weapon he can take out. So he's just gonna like start like kind of staggering off, like up the stairs and away down the hallway to just be like. Come here, you little... Uh, <laughs> can't take of an insult. <laughs> Come here, you little fucker! You um, you start to go up the stairs, you turn the go- corner to go up the second, you know, continue to go up the, the stairs, and I don't know what you call those stairs where they go back and forth, but the zigzaggies. Oh, yeah. And you eventually run into a couple of guards that are starting to make their way down. Okay. And behind them is the king. <laughs> and now we'll flip back to Ralik. So you just had Nicholas. He had you had just kind of given him the proposition, saying uh, proposition. You know, well, not proposition, but <laughs> you let him. You asked him the question, what Annalise would think, and he took a bit of time to ponder it. Well, I stared at him awkwardly. Yeah. <laughs> Before eventually saying, "You should probably go." Okay. Just um. Just think about what I said. I, d- I don't think that you're getting the deal that you think you're going to get. And I, I don't think it's going to work out the way you were hoping. And I know I understand 
why you'd try to make that deal with Bobby, because it, it sounds awesome, but I don't think it's going to be as satisfying as you think it is. So just keep that in mind and think it over. Love, Ralric. Bobby, Bobby Sr. is a snake. I have a lot to think over tonight, Warwick. You do, but I am confident that you'll make the right choice, and specifically the choice that Annalise would want you to make. And he kind of pulls his knees up to his chest, kind of turns on the bed to lean against the wall, and he's kind of wrapped, wrapping his arms around his knees, kind of just slowly, lightly tapping his head against the wall. And then, all right, you, I'm just going to start slowly backing <laughs> away and say, okay, you, uh, you have a good think, and I'll see you soon. Yeah, weave the key! I'll, sure, sure. I'll set the key on something, a dresser or whatever is nearby. Mm-hmm. Here you go. And he just continues to lightly thump his head. Awkward. And I'll walk out. <laughs> okay, so you, you walk out into the hallway. What do you do as you head out? Um, I still don't have a great vision for what this, these hallways look like. Is this the stairwell also? Or have I I've gone up all the stairs and I'm in a different hallway? You, so... Where you are only has the one way to get there, the way that you came down. It's just a long hallway, and then it stops at the end. Okay. As far as you can tell, you only see the colored doors. Got it. Well, I only had one colored key, so I will head back down and see what's going on with the chest. Okay. Are you trying to move fast, or are you trying to move stealthily? Um, would I have heard the commotion? Give... A perception check. That is a 17. Probably right as you open the door, you probably heard chest, like some mumbling between chest and another voice. And it started to trail off a bit. Okay, so I'm going to move cautiously, stealthfully, and just kind of slowly start going back down and listening. Okay, you start to move down, give a stealth check as you head down. 12. Uh, okay. Uh, so, chest, you run into the guards and the king, and you hear the king say, Oh, very well. I, mu- I must go downstairs. Please show me where these event occurred, Chester. He's walking down the stairs at you, chest. Okay. Um, chest sort of looks up at him. His eyes are kind of wide. He's like, Oh, uh, he- hello, sirs. I'm so sorry i didn't i told them not to bother you uh, but you know uh since you're here uh, just right right this way and he's gonna take care to walk as slowly as possible kind of you know milking the like dizzy slash con- you know confused all right so you start walking down the stairs and as you your kind of vision crests the roof and you can kind of see the full hallway mm-hmm. you see ralric starting to tiptoe his way down the stairs. Okay. Um, Ch- Chest is going to s- stop for a second and turn around and uh, look at the, the, the king and the, the guards and be like, and sort of, you know, grab his nose with the blood and just be like, y'all, the, can you tell me about, like, can you tell me a little bit about this tree? Because I was told it's invincible, but whoever did this to me, 
left burn marks in the tree. Is it is that possible? As soon as the king he- hears this, you see his eyes kind of flash a little bit, and he starts hurrying his pace and tries to tries to push you out of the way. Uh, he chest chest is like, sir, sir, what is that? What is it? What does that mean, sir? What's what's special about this tree? He's moving past you. Do you get in his way? Um, <laughs> do I get in the way of the king? <laughs> chest is going to like. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Chest will put, like, not get in his way, but put his arm out to be like, you know, sir! Like, putting his arm in front of him. This is a terrible idea, but... As soon as you put your arm in front of the king, the other two guards that are with him immediately take out their spears and they point it at your neck. Okay. And Chest is just like, oh, my, I, I'm very sorry, sorry, I'm not used to, uh, we don't have this stuff up in the mountains. I, I was... Uh, just trying to understand what's happening is all. And the king pushes past you, Ralric. You go out. I imagine you are trying to duck into the cell area. It's the only other yeah open that, door here. I made it down that far. Yeah. So you dip in. You may or may not not have been seen because he was coming down about the same time as you were uh, dipping in, and he sounds like he's starting to go towards the cells and chest you turn and you see him you know spear still at your throat you turn and you see him go down the stairs kind of going towards the cells and his pace just starts to slow and slow as he turns until he is smack dab in front of where you had headbutted the wall okay and he's kind of taking a step back and looking at it okay give you both can give a perception check okay 17. 9. So Ralric kind of dipped into the cells and tried to tuck his way out into the back corner of the the cell area. Give another stealth check, Ralric, as you're doing this. Nat 20. 24. All right. What's up? Stealthiest I've ever been. Where was this when you were trying to persuade a man not to imprison you for life? Oh, you know. (laughs) Just a little funky roll. (laughs) So you, you... Dip in quickly, go into one of the back open cage areas, and slide in, putting your back up against the wall, pulling your, your hood up over, and just almost like you're kind of asleep against the wall. You're just simply not really moving, not really taking any attention. And you're not focusing on what's happening. Your your heart is just racing this whole time as you're dipping in and going into the corner. But chest, you hear the king whisper, I haven't seen anything like this since the last client. Chest, uh, is, I'm assuming he's still got spears at his neck? Yes. Okay. Chest is kind of looking at the two guards. He's like, y'all mind if I if I sit down? I promise uh, you can keep your spears at me. I just want to sit down. They look at the king, and the king doesn't look at them, but he just keeps staring at the wall, and he moves his hand out and just slowly kind of pushes his hand down motioning them to lower their weapons. Okay. Ch- Ch- after they lower his, their weapons, he sort of leans into the guard. He's like, does that mean I'm allowed to go s- talk to the king or or what? Or should I just sit down? They kind of motion you to sit down. Okay. Chess just sits. No, not wanting to. Uh, yeah. He, it's pretty tense with them still. Okay. Chess sits down and just is just kind of sitting back against the wall at this point. 
wait because he knows like there's nothing else he can do at this point so he's just waiting for the king at this point mm-hmm. and he kind of takes a moment to himself steps back then all kind of walks forward to it and touches the the wall a bit just kind of his hand feels it mm-hmm. then he wipes it down and he goes and he looks in the cells and barely sees Ralric there in the corner just kind of sees this lump mm-hmm. and then looks at you and says what what happened here says that to chess he turns his head chess looks at him he's like he he says to the king he's like listen king i'm really sorry i wish i could give you more info i told him not to to bother you because i didn't know too much but i was just kind of walking along and next thing i know my head was slammed into the wall and i was bleeding and this mark was here and i i just i don't that's about it what slammed your head into the wall? I don't know. That's the part that I thought it was. I thought it was some someone attacking me, and he's like, I, I thought I saw some some motion out of the side of my eye, you know, running up the stairs, and I told the guards about it, but I don't know. Uh, give a deception check. Okay. Oh, good. Seven. He strokes his beard a bit and says, "You both." Well, I have believed many of what you said. Since you and Ralric arrived, you've spoken many half-truths. I have to caution this to you now, because I know where you're from. You don't have the same societal standards. You go by a different set of rules. But here, lying to me could be punishable punishable by death. I suggest you don't do so again especially with so much on the line in the next 24 hours in the lives of my people I'm trying to find who is responsible Chess is just kind of staring like wide at him and he's wide eyed and he's like oh, oh okay is he ex- like looking at me expecting a response or yes not even looking at you actually just staring at the wall oh um Chest is okay uh all, all Browler had to do was talk to a childhood friend. I have to talk to the fucking king. <laughs> yes, a lot of more pressure. Um. So, so Chest is kind of looking at him, and he sighs, and he's like, I- "I'm sorry, Mister King. It's just this is all quite, quite new to me. Um, but, and if I say something that's dumb, I apologize because." Well, I mean, you know, but have you heard of, um, there's a guy named Cord? Yes, I'm familiar with much of the history of this realm. Okay, and just like, okay, so, I mean, kind of recently, he's been talking to me, I think, and, like, I sort of hear sounds from him, and I think maybe that's kind of... Something that happened here is like something to do with cord, because I—I'll be honest—I have no idea. <laughs> I really have no idea how this this thundermark got here, but my head hit that wall and that thundermark appeared. He kind of takes a moment to ponder the information, then he turns his head to uh, peer at you, and he sees his eyes are narrowed and he's very focused on your facial features as 
he expects this next response. Yeah. And he says to you, Does the name Kiothi mean anything to you? Oh, shit. <gasps> chest, chest, chest looks... Chest's eyes go wide, and he's like, What What do you know about Kiothi? That's... Yeah, of course I know... Of course that name means something to me. That's my mom. And... He kind of looks at you and starts to nod a little bit, and he says, Many years ago, Kiothi came through these parts, trying to find a way to the Feywild, hoping to retrieve a weapon for her people so that they may prosper again. While she was here, a similar event occurred. The only other time that I've seen this tree be damaged by anything other than its own weapons created from its wood. Just as kind of like, his eyes are still wide, and he's like, "My, you met my mom came through here. She, you said she was going to the Fey. What? What's the what? What's the Fey Wild? Fey Wild is a different realm. It's like our realm, except it's not. Where there are major structures and civilizations here, there are." Other ones there, but they are wild and different and alien. They don't think like us. Ch- Chest is like, maybe this sounds kind of weird, but do- are there, do their trees look kind of different colors and stuff? It's like if an alien needed to create a tree from your description, only it was more beautiful and magical and wondrous. Is this is this like? Triggering Chest's memory of when he saw, like, does that sound like what he saw when he saw his mom in that that scrying bowl? Like, would he put that together? Why don't you give either a wisdom or intelligence check? Okay, I'll go wisdom. Yes, nineteen. Finally, okay, roll. Yes. So as he's describing this you you think to the vision and it was kind of cloudy when you saw it Mm -hmm. but the trees to you because it was a little out of focus almost looked like watercolored trees okay so chest yeah chest would say like mr king i i think i think i saw my mom i like i mean not saw her here but saw her in this fey place you're talking about i uh i had my I looked into some bowl a little while back that had a bunch of water in it, and I could see my mom, and she was in this place that sounds like it looks looked like exactly what you're describing. How how do I get there? I think she's stuck in there because she said she she thought I was still eight years old. Yes, time does work differently. So if you don't get out of there in time, you could have advanced a year when, in your mind, it was a day. Or you could have advanced an hour when in your mind it was a day. Time warps and changes and it's unpredictable. Chest is kind of looking at him confused. He's like, how do I go? How do I get there? How do I go save her? I gotta save her. I'll tell you what. You're not tied to Ralric with this crime. If you help us find out what happened in Elftown, who the real culprit is giving us evidence he's asking if i can do that yeah he he's saying basically if ralric is shown to be innocent tomorrow 
Mm -hmm. that if you help find who really did it oh i see then he would help you with this oh okay just like oh what okay uh i mean i this probably this gonna sound weird i mean i know who did it i just can't prove it to you and as you say this walking down the stairs you hear clunk 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 and you just hear hmm all right king think we've had enough we should uh probably talk about what happened here the king looks over and you look over and you see bobby senior standing there okay chest looks at him and he looks back at the king and he's kind of like ah uh, uh, ha, 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 ha. Did, so did the king respond at all when he said he knew who did it he was kind of like you know looking at you interestingly but then his attention diverted in something and you know okay someone with a more sway came into the picture I see. Chess looks over at him and he's like, Bobby Sr.? Hmm. You do know each other. Bobby, let's discuss this real quick. And he starts to walk over to Bobby Sr. Chess uh, sort of says, looks to the king and he's like, King, can I, can I just have one more moment of your time before you speak with him? Uh, give a persuasion check. Two. 13. He says, he kind of looks at you. He stops partway as he was walking over, but he doesn't walk back to you. Make it quick. Chess Chess kind of goes over. Chess would try to approach the king, assuming that's not going to like get him, mm-hmm. you know, things pointed at him again. And just say in a really low voice to him, like, like I, I know who did the crime. And like I said, I can't prove it. And you probably won't like the name that I tell you, but you tell me what you want me to do to help find out who did this to your people, and I will do whatever I can. Well, we can talk about that soon. You helping find out, potentially, what happened there isn't the only thing I'd want. I'd want you to go there and save any people, slay any beasts or demons that are holding them captive. Chess's eyes light up a little bit. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I, got, I'm, I can do that. I'm real good at that. But for the time being, we need to see whether you'll accomplish this task with your friend in there or alone or with others. Alone with others? Yeah, alone or with others. <laughs> Not including Ralric. Right. Chess just like, thank you very much for your time, Mr. King. And uh, he motions you to go into the cell, and he walks over to Bobby Sr., and you see them kind of huddled together, and he's Bobby Sr. is staring at you over the king's shoulder while whispering into his ear. Mm-hmm. Chest would mouth towards him, You're a dick! <laughs> All right. And then after a moment, the king says, uh, I really would not like any more shenanigans to occur this evening. While you may move freely within the cells area, I will need to close off the door. Just looks at him. He's like, "Yeah, I, you and me both, King. I, I don't want shenanigans either. I'll, I'll, I'll stay here." And he walks up to the door as you, you know, kind of go inside. Holds up his hand, and green energy with almost like a white kind of glitter sparkles kind of comes out 
and wraps around the edges of the doorway and it starts to seal the door with kind of like new green vines where the rest of it, of the tree kind of looks more like a trunk color. Okay. These look more like vines are, are coming out and interweaving with each other. Okay. Leaving one kind of view window. Okay. As an opening, but everything else is sealed off with you two in there. Um, Chess, Chess will duck into the cell uh, if he's not already and like go tap Relic on the shoulder. How much of this did I hear? Uh, give a perception check. Eleven. You would hear some of the stuff about Keothi, but nothing that was whispered. Gotcha. Chess, did I hear mention of your mom out there? <laughs> that she... Is that some sort, is that some sort of joke? <laughs> heard your mom's a big tree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Jess responds. He's like, he's like, yeah, Rallard, the king knows my mom. He said she came through here years ago. What was she doing? He said she was looking for some sort of weapon and was trying to get to the, uh, some place called the Feywild. I don't know. Have you ever heard of that? No, but was it like where you saw her in the the water bath? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I described it to the king, and he said, you know, he he said that sounded right, and. I think he. I think he might be able to help me go find my mom. Damn, think she's still in there. I think so. He said. He said time gets all messed up in there. So like, one day is, uh, not one day. Gotcha. It's a different amount of time, and so he said you can kind of get stuck in there, not knowing how much time has passed. I don't. I don't really understand that part. But why did she go there? She was looking for some sort of weapon to, like, bring back to our, our clan up in the mountains, but he didn't say anything more than that. Hmm. I wonder if he'd be able to help us get her out. I think he might. He said he wanted help fighting at Elf Elftown, and I, I was a little excited at that because, well, you know why. But I think you and I might be able to go to Elftown and, you know, clean things up a bit, kill some, kill some, uh, anyone that's, like, Hurting folk there. Sure. Anything to help the king, if it'll help my case. Just sort of shakes his head. He's like, oh, yeah. How, how'd it go? Oh, uh, I talked to Nicholas a little bit. He's really mad. Like, really mad at me. Oh, shoot. Ralark, did you... He's not an innkeeper. No, but um, I definitely honed my innkeeper skills on him. <laughs> when I was younger and he's really mad at me for being mean to him and um, I don't know if you knew but he was really good friends with Annalise back then and who? Annalise my my wife former wife oh you mean Annalise she's, she's dead now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you, Annalise yeah sorry I, I didn't recognize when you said Annalise well you know either, either or <laughs> One she prefers and one she does not like. Huh, okay. I don't, I don't... Well, I'm assuming she likes having her name pronounced correctly, which is Annalise. Anyway, <laughs> um... Ralark, did you... What, what is he gonna do? Did you just make him mad? Nah, he... I didn't make him more mad. I think he's the same amount of mad, but... I gave him some stuff to think about, you know, making a deal with Bobby Sr. and how big of a snake Bobby Sr. is. And, he... and Chester's like, oh, yeah, I don't know if you heard, but 
he came down the hallway when I was talking to the king. Oh, that asshole. And almost on cue, you see this figure kind of block out light from the people. He's looking in at the two of you in the corner in the cell. Do we notice that, I'm assuming? Uh, yes. Okay. Chess looks over and he's like, Who, who's there? And you just see, you know, there isn't a large part of this person that you can see, but you do see kind of the shrugging motion. <laughs> you see a shrug and Chess is like, oh. And he looks at Ralric and he's like, guess who it is. Who is it? And Chess makes like a shrugging motion. Oh, this guy. Wait, are we sealed in here with him now? No, we're sealed in. He's on the outside, like looking in through the window. Oh, he can. See. Okay. Hey there, Bobby. Can he hear? He can hear us. Maybe. <laughs> hey, Bobby. Yeah. What are you doing out there, looking at us? What are you? doing going upstairs and messing with my witnesses listen you're the one who started messing with witnesses you've created a false witness well can't really be trusted right now i guess no idea what you said to him but i know that you've got a snake's tongue no i've got the snake's tongue chess raises his hand he's like no he's an elf it's an elf tongue yeah Oh, shoot, you, that was something else you are talking Okay, never mind. Sorry, continue. Accurate. I do have an elf's tongue. Well, here's the thing. With my witness not being potentially as reliable as he could be, sometimes you gotta go to a plan B. Marianne, it's time. And you look over in that locked cell that had Marianne Wallace in it. She had just kind of been sitting in the corner the whole time. She now kind of just snaps to her feet immediately, starts grabbing the bars, like moving her head around, just kind of almost going like she's going crazy. And you hear Bobby Sr. say, good luck, boys. He starts to walk away and she starts bashing her head against the bars, bashing her head against the bars, bashing a third time until the fourth time she bashes and her head squeezes through the bars. What? And the rest of her body, her arms go through like this one inch gap and get to the other side and kind of start to snap back out. She's like flowing through like liquid or something? Almost like a liquid, like a sponge. Is this like when those octopuses go through those really thin things? Yeah, it looks kind of like that. And as her (laughs) arms get out, they kind of snap back into place and you hear the cracking of her bones and she slaps her hands against the sides of the cave and starts pushing and her body just continues to slide through and she just kind of just convulses, convulses and then her head and her arms fly back as this kind of watery, bloody substance comes out of her body and starts to coil up almost like a snake. And you see in the water where eyes would be and almost like a toothy grin. And it immediately starts to fly at you. And that's where we'll end for tonight. It's like a water elemental or something? Something else. Uh, water snake? Did we know what, what type of creature was she supposedly? She was an elf. She was an elf. Okay. Supposedly. Goddamn Hydra elf. Now I gotta look up all sorts of... D&D monsters. <laughs> well, crap. 
Oh, oh this is convenient. This should have been his plan A. I know. This seems way more effective than lying to some timid witness. <laughs> just do a murder. <laughs> yeah, just do the murder straight up. Welcome to DM Thoughts with Tyler. This episode was a fun one uh, beforehand. So I guess what I wanted to talk about for this DM Thoughts was I messaged Tom beforehand about his character being a complete dick to Nicholas in the past life just because I didn't want to make someone else's character a complete ass without at least going over it with them first. So Tom was all for it. He said, yeah, just make him as big of a dick as you can. So that's kind of what precipitated the interaction with Nicholas in that room. And it'll be interesting to see what Nicholas eventually comes up with because there was a lot that he really had to think over from the thoughts of what Annalise would think to what Ralric was saying and just his previous notions and experiences with Ralric and how that will impact him as he goes into the trial. So it's a big question mark heading in and we'll see what happens when they eventually get to the trial, which is going to be coming up soon. But first, they got to get through that weird, slurpy, slippery, evil creature coming through the bars from Marianne Wallace. And that was just kind of fun to describe and play out. So we'll see what happens next time. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the No Mercy Podcast.